0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rina, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. So my son is two and a half, so he's daycare age. And I just had a brief taste of what it would be like. Well, except for last year, which was like the long quarantine. Last week, he had to get a COVID test because he had a runny nose. And they put his information in the system wrong. So we just weren't getting results back for like 10 days. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I had to cancel my whole week. And I was like, wow. And then they closed the schools down. And so I was like, my heart hurts for all these people who are trying to work And now kids are home again indefinitely, like, you know, slap in the face. So what was that like for you guys? You must work from home most often.
1: All all the time we do, yeah. I feel like it. like at this point in the game, it's not about us as much as it is about them. And I feel like, you know, I just feel like, i feel for the physicians i feel for the teachers i don't think there's a right answer other than i feel like it's a colossal letdown and i i you know we have tweens who should be on the verge of independence and it's like they live in a house in a bubble that's not real and all the skills that are there to launch them it's like it's stripped from them and it's like they're treading water without any sure we can make it entertaining sure we're keeping them safe but The skills that are like fundamental for these next few years. I feel like it's such a shame. It's like we're making these dependent children out of COVID because right now they don't know life before COVID. It's been so long. And it's like you're in trouble if you go outside. You're in trouble if you see a friend. You're, you know, you're judged if you're in a group of your friends. I just, I'm so pissed at Ontario and Canada right now because I think it could have been so different. And Toronto's been locked down the longest than any other part of the world (laughs) like literally Toronto is we have not had anything different and I'm
0: just disappointed in in everything I feel like when I'm scrolling social media that I'm like am I the only one living with COVID still yes you
1: are yeah yes you are Yes. So did you see our Instagram post yesterday? I, you know, we just did one for the Canadian moms because I think that it feels like no one on social media. I think Canadians are too polite to talk about it and to rock the boat.
2: I, know, and, like, I have a lot of American family and they're so funny. They're just like, it is so Canadian of you guys to just keep going and listening to the rules and following along what you're supposed to. And they're like, if there were some Americans up in there, things would be a lot different. And it is really hard because... My kids' cousins all live in the States and my sister-in-law and brother-in-law and nieces and nephews are going to Puerto Rico tomorrow. And my kids know that. And it's like, they're, bored. It's, they're like, it's so they're like, I'm so happy for them, but I'm I'm so sad for me. And yeah. when we talked about the school being closed, I know how I felt about them not going back to school. But when I first heard, I asked them how they feel about it because I, you know, I know there's some kids who are like, I don't care, I like just staying at home, not having to get ready. And this time, every single one of my kids was really sad that they weren't going to go back. I said, why? Like, wh- what's the worst part? And they're like, I don't get to see my friends. And I'm like, first of all, I love that you look at school as a social activity because it absolutely. Absolutely is. And I'm so sorry that you don't get to see your friends. That is so shitty, especially we're coming into spring when there would be, you know, tons of sports, pl- tons of play
1: dates, yeah. recesses, lunches outside. Online school, they don't get outside. They're in their rooms the entire day and they get a fifth and they all have different breaks. So they look like a bunch of sloths. They come yeah.
2: out and their eyes are dark. They're punched over. Like They're they exhausted. Just don't look like energetic, fun kids like they should be.
0: What grades are they in? We have SK
2: grade one
0: grade three, grade four, grade five, grade six, and grade seven. (laughs) Are they all in their own little like cubbies or something? How do they stay focused? Like I could not stay focused. I know. I mean, I I, can't stay
1: focused. I have
2: one at the kitchen table, one at the dining room table, one in her bedroom, and one kind of
1: on the couch. Like... I uh, know it's 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 so br- this whole thing is so brutal and rumor has it there's more restrictions coming. I don't know what like, else we could, what, what else could is there like a curfew like security honestly, guards at your door. When you stop to think about it, it's infuriating. You know, it's like it's infuriating.
0: So for me, my situation like so lucky that Milo is of daycare age, but my husband's a physician, so his life basically resumes as normal because. He's working his regular job. So it's me that gets, you know, screwed with everything. Are your husbands working from home or are they working out of the home or? Mine's an
1: essential essential worker. He's in buildings, so they've never stopped which I'm fine with. Oh. I don't, I, I don't mind it, it, too many people in the house and too, too many, many cooks in the
2: kitchen. I got mine at home and he has an office, but he has an office in the basement too. And he has been home and it really is. A, it is a different life. It's a life that I didn't, you know, I didn't sign up for. It's not what I'm used to. There's no breaks. It's it's always and the grass is always greener,
1: right? But like, it, it there's no, no breaks for him. I don't my grass is gr- my grass is green. I you know having someone. I it, would rather. Like, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. My grass is green. Yeah, it, my grass is greener. But he's just gone. Saying, yeah. Okay. Shit. I I I just think that as moms, you when you're used to being solo, because we don't need to like make sure they don't die. Like, because you know, they're, they're not toddlers. So you're, you're, you can go to the bathroom without worrying. Mm-hmm. That's like, we're, they're all, there's seven kids in a house right now. And yeah. we're not like worried. Yeah. But I think that, so there's too, too many, it becomes management when they get older. So we don't have like too many managers is a bad thing. There's a re, I understand now why there's bosses and then, you know, levels of people. <laughs> yeah. Because and I, and I, see my, I see my husband getting, like I
2: was telling Kat yesterday, I see it's like, because he hasn't done it for all of those years. I mean, he's great at being a dad and he's great at helping out. And he's really taken like, you know, a lot more responsibility, but like he's less patient and he's more annoyed with them because he's not used to always being around them. And, that's an added stress for me when I see him being stressed about them because I'm like, listen, I know, okay, but there's just you pick, pick and choose your battles, and I kind of liked being the one who like could take care of all the
0: kids in the day, like and just and just be my responsibility. I kind of like that. Do you find it annoying? Because like when you were saying that, it made me think of. I feel like because I spend so much time with Milo that I know how to do things. Like, you know, you know how to like transition them smoothly from one activity to another. Whereas like my husband will just come in and like, okay, it's time to get dressed, like rip his PJs off and now he's pissed. And I'm like- Can you just like be a little bit more, you know, that doesn't end. Oh yeah. Okay. That doesn't end. Okay. No,
2: but what we have learned, which is something that you'll probably get to, and we had, we were forced to do it because we started to travel was that you do it your way. You are so used to doing everything, stepping back and letting him do it the way that he's gonna do it, which is gonna be different, is something that it will be good for your health as a mother later. Yeah. You have to you have to know that he is capable. And the more practice he has, the more capable he will become. True. Um we spent so many years just doing absolutely everything and nobody could do it the way we could do it and if we did let them do it we would let, leave a list to the millisecond of what <laughs> needed to happen when exactly the pajamas came off but if the pajamas came off there was a 10-minute warning like all of these things and then when we were forced yeah. to leave we realized they're not going to do it like us and I, I know you've heard this before but it really they practice makes perfect for them not perfect practice makes them capable right and they are
0: this episode is brought to you by little spoon The little spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs. They have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it, and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge Huge win for your family. Simplify your kid's mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. So when you guys started traveling a lot for work, was that difficult at first to be like, oh, I'm not going to be here to do absolutely everything perfectly?
1: It was difficult before you leave and then you leave. And what you can't like, the thoughts are worse than leaving. The thoughts before leaving are worse than actual leaving. Yeah. And we still, we did micromanage from a distance for a while until my husband- We were told
2: to. Until my husband and my mom were like, you know- you just got to let us deal with this because you talking to grandma and then talking to dad and then being the in between is just like screwing everything up. So they're like, when you're gone, you're gone. You actually were the one who put that boundary in. You were like, you two deal with it. Yeah, but that's because I was getting in the middle and I realized that I was speaking on behalf of both of them and it wasn't working. Yeah. So then I was like... But you realized that, which was really important. That was like Mm -hmm.
0: a a life lesson to realize I got to step out and let them do it. So grade seven, how old is that? 12? 12, yeah. One thing I think about, and Milo's two and a half years old, I'm already, like, thinking about, oh, it must be difficult when they get to an age where they start to want to be on social media and have cell phones and things like that. So you guys are so well-versed in social media. You know the positives that come with it, but you also know the negatives. Like, does he or she have a phone? So as far as the phone goes, it's such a big it's a, it feels like it's going to be
2: such a big decision. And so many parents hold it to this, like this, this thing, like the kids want it. And the parents are like, you can't get it till this age. Like it's, we kind of, we kind of attack life in a way where like, we, we don't, we don't make huge decisions and then just stick to them. We play it by ear and see how it goes. Like getting your ears pierced. I was like, my daughter can only get her ears pierced when she's eight. Why? Because that's what my mom said. But then she's like, they want to get their ears. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I'm
1: get let's get their ears. Like, She's going to get her ear. I don't recommend it under the age <laughs> of eight, only because they freak oh, when you have to clean it. And I was like, I now my, I know I, age. my <laughs> younger daughter really wants to do it. And I'm like, hell no, I am not going through the turning and the clean. Nope. We're not doing that. Um, like, I'm like, I'm not doing that. So you're able go. and I am not. I'd love to not hands. do it. You can't go swimming. Oh uh, no, I'm not doing it. And, but as far
2: as phones, when I send my kids off without me, when they're, going off without me, my thing is I want them to have a phone so that they can contact me when, if they, if, and when they need me, even if they're at a friend's house and let's say they feel uncomfortable about something, they're not going to go to the the dad they
1: feel uncomfortable with and say, can I borrow your phone to call my mom? We were like on a street talking and these three moms were having like a very deep conversation about the phone and like, you know, just like fear, fear, a lot of fear fear in the phone. And I just kind of sat quietly and then they were like, does my daughter have a phone? I'm like, mm-hmm. And then they're like, what age would Max get one? Because he's in grade three. I'm like, he has he, one. He has one. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I'm like, you know, it's a lot like chocolate or sugar when yeah. you take things away from them. We're just in a different world of philosophy. And yeah. I think that when you get there, don't spend too much time overthinking it because when your child gets to an age where they want one, it's going to be something different. It's not even going to be, there's going to yeah. be a whole set of worries. And there'll be a new platform and it won't be like, and it's so funny with the people that have the
2: fear of giving their children a phone is the exact Reason why I want to give them a phone because my fear is that they won't be able to reach me when they need me. So that's why I want them to have phones. And
1: then it's It's a responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like a trust and responsibility. It's not it's not going to take over their life. They're going to make bad decisions whether you are part of it or not. So the phone is not a gateway to bad decisions. The phone is a tool. You teach them how to use, and it's our job to educate them in the power of them and the decisions they make. And you know if you feel, you know, the only downside to it, and I take my daughter's phone at nighttime and is number one, you can make bad decisions at nighttime because you're tired and everything's worse at nighttime. So getting in conversations and, you know, those things, there's, you know, like that can be a problem. And then number two, I remember a teacher friend of mine said, when we were younger and there were no phones and you were let's say, in having a rough situation with girls or things were happening with, you know, with a group of friends and you weren't invited, you didn't know about it, but now you're privy to the information of what everybody else is doing while you weren't invited or you were left out or, you know, it's more access to them. So I think that you just watch for what's going on and you're able to, you know, but if my daughter is having a Like, let's say she's great friends with three girls and only invites one. I'm like, just don't go, don't go posting your life so other people feel badly about that, you know? And as far as
2: social media too, like we have been on social media publicly since most of them were born. So the ongoing conversation about the dangers of social media and everything has been an ongoing conversation in their life. It's not like, you know, it's not like the parents who don't even know what TikTok Mm -hmm. are, so they don't want to talk to their kid about it and they don't want their kid to see it. Like we're in there so we can have conversations about the algorithms and the things, the
1: ads that pop up and And even and like, that. you know, what you film, what you don't film, if you're a bystander, if a video gets sent to you, that's like, you know, we're talking like nudes, like, I, like accidental nudes that go out in grade five and six. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's real. But the thing is, That you just have to teach your kids, you know, like don't forward it. Like make sure you tell a parent, like it's just these You're never going to get in trouble. Share
2: examples of what's actually happened so they they can actually know that this could happen to them too. Don't live in fear, but be aware.
0: Which is kind of a benefit of you guys being so involved in social media. You have those tools to share with them, right? Absolutely. I think about phones and social media kind of the same way as I think about screen time. Like that is our life right now. Like before Milo was even born, we have the TV on. So just because he was born, we didn't like throw the TVs out. Like, no, we need to learn how to live with these things. So yeah, I like that. Now I feel better about social media. Yes. Yes. And especially if you're involved in it,
2: like we would say to parents, like, you know, if you're not on YouTube, just go on YouTube and just at least follow CatNet, so that when you're watching videos, you see what happens because your kids are going to want to watch YouTube. That's how they're going to consume a lot of their they don't watch TV. content. So just see what happens when you're watching a video, you know, and just know that because if you
1: don't know that, then you have absolutely no idea what your kids are seeing. They stream more than they, my kids don't really, they have no time for commercials and they don't, they like to binge watch series. Mm-hmm. They don't like to watch a show.
0: Isn't that so funny about the commercials? Like even my son, it'll be on, sometimes he'll want to watch a movie, but it's on demand or something. And there's little commercials that pop up here and there. And as soon as that commercial comes on, like, I'm like, it's okay. It's coming back. It's coming back. He's like, it's broken. It's broken. (laughs) I'm like, no, it's coming back. I'm like, oh my God, these kids don't understand commercials. Uh -uh. they are waiting
1: for a show. They would never wait for a show. They'd never be like, I can't wait for Sunday to watch my show. They're like series done, you know, I mean, my the same. he's like, he doesn't watch t- live TV ever anymore either. Like he, he thinks it's so annoying
2: that I would watch a dateline live with all of the commercials and like bachelor live or whatever. He's like, you're just wasting your life on commercials.
0: Yeah. Time is money. Like, oh, that's funny. Okay, I'm super curious. I ask everybody this because I don't know why I find it so interesting. So I think we're about the same age. And I was curious who your childhood crushes were. Is that weird that I can't remember? You remember when like your friends like had
2: such huge crushes on like guys? And I remember they having pictures and stuff like that. And I, I never had I don't that. think I had that either. I had my brother's friends. No, my crushes were were not were not like Hollywood or band guys. They were boys in my class.
0: Oh. So you didn't have posters of them all over your walls. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I didn't even really like me neither, which I is didn't so I really don't cool. even have like a favorite music. People like you know, that you
2: like got to like grade seven, eight. And people like are in high school. What's your what kind of music do you like? What's your favorite band? I was like, oh, I don't have an answer. I don't know. I feel so uncool, but like, I
1: don't know. really listen to that much music. I, yeah, I didn't I have, was the fourth of five children and I feel like I just basically, I, I don't even know if I, I, I did whatever they did. Like, you know, I wasn't really perfect to my own life. It was just kind of like- They're doing it. You get to do that too. Like there was no, what are your interests or your passions or your hobbies or what music do you want to listen to? No, that's not how it ever worked. Like, no, I remember I got my my own phone and in my room, and that was like my. I used to talk on the phone so much that my parents were like, "You can have your own phone." Like this is ridiculous. How much I would watch TV with my best friend on the phone.
0: Who is your crush? I'm, I'm dying to know. At first, it was JTT Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. A lot of girls like him. Like, plastered all over my walls. Where is he now? I think he lives in Vancouver. He's, like, off the scene. Nobody really knows. I haven't heard anything about him. And then it was Hanson. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And, And that's it. Those are your two. My big two childhood crushes. That's so funny how we both didn't really have one. Yeah, like, no, we never so, even talked about I was,
2: it. I know. I was really into like always one specific boy in my class. And it was like, it was so real. I mean, I guess it took up all the space in my head that I didn't have time for anyone <laughs> on TV.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Moving on. I was curious what your least favorite thing about parenting is. And your least favorite stage. So Milo's only two and a half. And I already know that I really disliked (laughs) a certain stage when he first started crawling. Because it was just, you know, when they first start crawling and then they're learning how to walk. And you're constantly watching them to make sure they don't hurt themselves. I was just like, oh, this is terrible. And now that he's getting a little bit older, I'm like, this is much more enjoyable. Do you guys have a stage stage? That you can remember that was like, oh, this was really difficult.
1: I hated baby stages, like newborn. Probably, I didn't. I like them in back. I like them talking, walking, getting there. I feel like you hit. It. I've hit a sweet spot with everyone. Over, you know. Here's the thing: there's a few things that, as a parent like potty like when they've potty trained can swim ride a bike like when you launch them out of babyhood (laughs) feels very good to have them like when you're in the world when you're not worried about them like walking i like older i do like older much but i don't like the constant like where are they what do they do where are they does anyone seen them i feel like there's bad there's bad
2: phases in every age. Yeah. So true. what I'm thinking, I'm like, there's so many things that I that I didn't like. I didn't like when they didn't sleep through the night. I didn't like when they were crawling around like it was just
1: dangerous all the time. But, but then, picking up small things in their mouth. Yeah.
2: But then but then in those ages as well, so, there was so things cool. that
1: I liked. Diaper so. butt. I love diaper butt.
2: Yeah. And then as far as like my worst mom job, it's it's so specific. I don't like
1: making, making
0: lunch. lunches to go to school this was one of my questions for you guys because when we had booked this interview I had thought about these things that I wanted to talk to you guys about and then yesterday or I was watching your stories yesterday or the day before and you're prepping snacks for the kids and I'm like oh my god I only have one toddler and this is my least favorite I hate making dinner I hate making lunches I hate cutting up fruit and snacks and so I'm like How do you feed all these mouths? It actually gives me anxiety. Like the food gives me anxiety, like actual anxious
1: anxiety of food. And just like, because I feel like mealtime has so much pressure around like, they won't go to jail if they sit and eat together and like nutrition and like their bodies and like have good, like there's so much attached to food that no one talks about. That it's just a struggle I deal with every day. And I have like, not to like... Just, she's a chef. I just got to own
2: this. I have mastered like the dinner. Like I can make the dinner. My family all sits down and during COVID, my husband's home, we all have dinner together. So if these things are important, I'm nailing it. Like a good meal. I, I enjoy cooking it. My husband cleans it. And we all sit down and have the dinner. Yeah, she's nailing but it. But the crazy thing is is making lunches for school is so I think about the night before. People are like prep it the night before. No, I just I want to procrastinate it. It takes me probably six minutes to do, and it takes up so much space in my brain. I hate it that much.
0: Do you plan it out ahead of time, or you no. just kind of like throw yourself yeah. into?
2: <laughs> You're really ready to let make let them make it their own. Yeah, that's true. And, you, and one of one of them, the, the eldest, she makes her own. Another one gets lunch at school, so it's the two little guys. And I don't like that they don't like the same thing but the one now he just has, he just he's he's accepted the main part of the meal is a tortilla with wow butter and th- that's all he needs. but then there's so many snacks and, and then they're like we want more snacks and i'm like got to get a fruits got to get a vegetable then got to get like then i get the costco size package of snacks like a bunch of them like chips and goldfish
0: <laughs> like and granola bars it's just annoying Milo eats breakfast and his lunch at daycare and his snacks. And so when he was home last week because of he had a runny nose... I was like, oh my God, it would be 1 p.m. And I'm like, oh my God, we haven't had lunch because me, I'm so used to working and I eat just when I'm hungry and I don't, I'm don't. i not on a schedule. So I was like, oh man, all the cutting up, like the fruits and the veggies. It's annoying. Yeah, it's terrible. It's really annoying. And the stress about, like you were saying, there's all these best practices when it comes to feeding your kids. Like don't have a screen on, like everybody sit together and eat. But my husband and I eat a lot later than Milo does. And it's, I feel stressed about not meeting all these, you know, best practices, but yeah, you you don't have to worry about it. So do I. Yeah. Yesterday for dinner, he wasn't eating his dinner. So then I cut him up like vegetables, gave him some goldfish, whatever. He only ate the goldfish. And so my husband gives him a blueberry muffin. And I was like, are you like, and not like a healthy blueberry muffin, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know, he's a physician, the
1: gold star. <laughs> I mean, I better, you if your doctor, if your husband, the doctor physician, gives him a blueberry muffin, I'd be like, perfect, you.
2: I, I guess, I guess that's our new meal. I love that.
0: Thank I you. looked at him and I was like, a muffin for dinner, really? And he was like, fed his best. <laughs> I
1: was like, okay, oh, I love it. i like, lo- hey, thank you. Your no doctor, pressure. I'm going to be calling you
0: regularly and asking your husband for advice. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh man. So I wanted to talk a little bit about mom guilt because this is a topic you hear about before you become a mom and you just kind of brush it off and people make jokes about it and it's kind of like a funny thing. But then when you actually experience it, for me anyways, I was like, wow, this really sucks. And it actually can suck enjoyment out of, you know, alone time or going away for a weekend. So I was wondering do you guys experience mom guilt? Does it get better as your kids get older or does it just change to feeling guilty or feeling bad about different things? I have a great
1: story for you and it taught me something huge. My daughter, who's 11 turning 12, we used to go away a lot. Okay. For tour, we were away so much. So I booked her to go to sleepover camp this summer for two weeks And she was like, God, I've never been away from you for more than like 12 hours, okay? So number one, we've been traveling for two years for sometimes 10 days a month, okay? Like, okay, she did not remember that I had been away for two (laughs) years that much. So she's like walking, like, what am I gonna do? And I'm like, Olivia, I went on tour and left you for weeks. Like you were younger and she's like, oh yeah, I'll be totally fine at camp. And I, and I was like, oh my God, you don't remember that I, that, I, you know what I mean? And I'm like, you don't remember. So no, I, I, that was my big lesson in life that the fact that she had no association to me leaving with like any feeling <laughs> really made me open my eyes that that guilt feeling
0: is bullshit.
2: I mean and I think the other thing is is that you have to like when you were when you were talking about guilt, I think that moms feel guilt for different reasons, right? So you have to know what your true. what your trigger is, right? So you said just when I go away or alone time. So I'm assuming for you that's the number one when you step away, you feel that kind of guilt. Other people will have it that like I'm a, I'm a working mom, so I feel guilty that I, you know, I only get to see my kid a little bit at night. I'm a stay-at-home mom, so am I showing my kid a good example of a, of a career woman? You know, I
1: didn't feed them the right food. I didn't make it. It's not. Organic. I didn't make it pretty. Yeah. They didn't all sit down together. I left the TV on. My kids have a bite, and then they go get a fucking snack yeah. right
2: after, and eat granola bars. Like everybody has their own trigger for what makes them feel guilty, and I think that, like, to help, like, com- combat that. I don't know if that's the
1: word. Combat. combat, yeah, combat that.
2: that. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> then you have to see what it is about you. You know, maybe it's something from when you were a child, or, or something. And just like kind of really look into what it is, and potentially, I know childhood. Eh? <laughs> I, was, I, was just, I was just trying to think about what makes me feel guilty, and it's not usually that deep. <laughs> I I don't feel a lot of guilt, so I don't. And I'm I, sometimes I wonder why. Let's go back to childhood. I don't know why, but I know that, that like different moms say that they feel guilty for different reasons. And there's got to be something in there,
0: you know? Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. which i need because lately i want to do my hair in like a slicked back look but my hair's too frizzy get 15 percent off lola v with the code mom room at www.lolav.com mom room and lola v is l-o-l-a-v-i-e for me i find it's like a mental load like my husband and i can be in the same room so we're experiencing the same thing but i know for me i'm thinking about like The TV's on, like how long has he been watching TV? I'm thinking about like, you know, is lunch prepared? Do we have the proper stuff to make lunch? Like we haven't been outside yesterday or today, so we got to take him out this afternoon. My husband's just like enjoying the moment. And that's what I always say to him. Like you don't have the mental load that I don't want to have it. It's just, I'm thinking about all these things. I know you got to look at those men as inspiration. I have to say and you got to look at,
1: like Nat said, what makes you feel good as a mom? Like for me, my kids, I don't, I hate like playing with them. I hate doing puzzles. I hate, I hate it all, but I, i I love going for walks with them. I love sitting outdoors with them. I love doing things. Making fun experiences. Yeah. Like taking them places. So I think you have to find what you're, your happy place as a mom is. And then you just can't live. So like you'll know pretty quickly, like I got a pool in my backyard and watching when my kids are physically exerting themselves, it makes me happy because I can see that they feel better about themselves, and I feel better about them because they're not. When they get older, they have more energy. They have so much energy. They have so much energy. It's and you get mad at them all the time because there's too much energy, but they can't go anywhere. There's no sports. It's this really bad cycle, you know. You know, as far as the guilt, this is a, this
2: is this is when when people talk about guilt, and I know that a lot of moms experience it. I don't know what in my why in my brain I have this like this understanding, but it's like and This goes for all of us, moms. I actually think that I do so much for them. I've given them so much. I care I for I care for them. I feed them. Yes. I make sure they're happy. I do, I do so much. How could I feel guilty <laughs> about what I'm not doing? Like, I, I and I'm not the mom. You do too much. I know you know what I mean. I always say to moms like, do less, do less, you're doing too much. But like you are doing so much as a mom, don't feel guilty because there's really, that's a waste. That's a waste of a,
1: an emotion, really. It's only gonna, and your kids might feel it. Because guilt's a choice. I know that's shitty, but
0: guilt's a choice.
1: And your kids might feel it that you feel guilty and then they'll be like, oh. I, My know. mom's terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. she thinks she is. So on TikTok, I make a lot of TikToks about kind of unpopular opinions with some people, like you were saying you don't like playing with your kids. I talk about that a lot because, yeah, I hate it. Of course, you always get the negative responses to that. Like, why would you have kids if you don't enjoy playing with them? And its I love these comments so much on TikTok. So, yeah, how do you respond to something like that? Like, how could you not enjoy playing with your kids? I don't
1: really care. I
0: I
2: don't really care either. And you know what I do say? And I told my friends this before they had babies, too. I was like, I'm a grown-up. Toys and games are marketed and made for kids to enjoy.
1: My brain is—I'm very matured a lot since I was two. You know, I like—I don't—I'm I don't. not a teacher. Yeah, I'm not a preschool teacher. Doesn't I'm me. not a camp counselor. I did that when I was younger. I love children, but I like to be with them as like to—I like I'll, I'll parent you and I love you. But my actually, my husband's a great play buddy for them he likes to play with them that's his love language with the kids like you know he's like I don't know how he does it but he'll like sit and like play like NHL Monopoly it is the longest game I don't recommend it but for like hours and I'm like it was like do you want to join us I'm like no no No, I don't I mean I don't apologize for not wanting to play the games I I don't think the games were made for me no we (laughs) we don't Again, we have seven kids, and you could critique us. I'm sure a million people could critique, or not for everybody. I think it just comes with a certain point of parenting where you're like, you know, we've been doing this for 12 years. Like, that is so, like, I I said to her the other day, I'm like, I have a five year old in kindergarten. Like, how that's been so long. (laughs) Everyone's like, it goes by so fast. I'm like, no. She's only in
0: kindergarten. It has been a long
1: time we've been moms. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, not, I, it's really hard to answer the negative feedback because I think when you live so loud, like we do, you know, we live so open, open that you kind of have to, uh, you have to be okay with who you are to share what your opinions and your, you know, your opinions, your ideologies, your thoughts to make change, like you know, we get a lot of pushback in a lot of areas, but we just try to have an open conversation with them and we don't personalize much. Like parenting is not personal.
2: And we absolutely understand that like everybody is doing it differently and everyone can have all of their opinions and that's totally
1: fine. And guess what? We can still be friends. Yeah. And my opinion might be wrong and that's okay. Like I might, I'll learn eventually, but we don't get into the hate much and we have way more positive than, than negative. And so we focus on, we focus on the positive and
0: yeah. The question I always get asked, like, how do you deal with all these negative comments on TikTok or wherever? And it's like, I'm just confident in what I'm doing. So if you're confident in your choices and you understand why you're doing things a certain way, what somebody else says that you don't even know, like it shouldn't, you know, affect your...
2: I, I I wish... I mean,
0: you're so lucky that
2: you feel that way, especially as a mom of a two and a half year old. Don't you wish that every mom could feel that way? You know, because it would be better. But it's really, really hard for a lot of moms to feel confident in what they're doing.
1: And I, I think we should highlight that there's so much, you know... I have wished for a pool since I started this community. Well, since I was a little girl. And when I got it at a time where people have so little because of the pandemic, and you know, there's just not a lot of like people have lost jobs and been like, you know, I'm very aware of the privilege of having that. 99 actually a hundred percent were like, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. Like comment after comment. I'm like, I'm it's, overjoyed it's, for you. So amazing. Like the, the joy they had for us getting something that I wish for, which is such a privilege to have, you know, it was so, I was like, wow, these people are so amazing I and agree. beautiful. And the fact that, you know, some of them have, you know, lost so much during the pandemic, but they can be happy for me. Like, yeah. what does that say to, yeah. about women? You know, like, I know. I literally, it, it moved me more than I could ever. Yeah, we didn't talk about that, but yeah, the, the, all of the messages that came in were so, it's so lovely. Yeah, we'll podcast about that one. All right. Sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, one of the last things, I wanted to ask you guys a couple fun questions. So you can answer them separately. The first one is, if you were granted 24 hours to do anything you wanted by yourself, like how would you spend that 24 hours? We would get on a plane. She said, "By yourself, I'd be." No, so no, bored. we wouldn't go by ourselves. No, we are always we would together. We'd never.
1: We would never go. I, I would was not, actually. I, I never to, want to be alone. I by was thinking but New York's like right now. We're being realistic. We would go to New York. We would stay in our favorite hotel. We would go for cocktails. cocktails, drinks. We'd sit in the bar. We would just eat, drink, go to, to bed early, wake up, and do it again, and then come home. What's your favorite hotel? Oh my God. The Baccarat. It is so (laughs) expensive. But we were there on our book tour, like our publishers paid for it. And we got there and we were like, Oh Oh my God. God. Like I didn't
2: even know hotel rooms in New York could ever be this big. Like usually like there's like for us to get two beds in, in a hotel room is like, we have to like go out of our way. And then the restaurant people were coming to like the restaurant just to take Instagram photos. It was like, and the Baccarat, I don't know if you know it. I did not know this, but it's, it's a crystal company. Like they make crystal from, I don't know. Let's see. like, like, I think it's it's,
1: like, like no, I think it's like Dubai, like somewhere like, it's like, I think it's, it's in like the middle East. And it's their hotel. And I, Oh
2: my god. I was stunning. It was we're just we're writing another book just so that hopefully we can be put uh, up there one more time.
0: <laughs> it was it was just I gotta write a book.
1: I, <laughs> I just it was a dream and I I I wanna go back to New York again and just like when this is over that's where we're going yeah
2: and we have stayed at a lot of, like some really cool hotels Like we do a lot of research before we book and we don't stay long <laughs> it's
1: a passion. That is, yeah. you know what Yeah, I realize that's a hobby oh
2: my that's gosh. my hobby Find we this. stayed in one in London England we went on tour a year ago and she ended up finding it and it was like it was like a dream was, I actually that, like a dream. that is my that's my uh, that's
1: actually a, I just realized that's a very a passion. that is a passion and I'm good at it now don't do it for other people just for us just okay? for us yeah. like, I'm on a plane yeah. and we're staying in one place and I'm like Check that we're not going there we're going somewhere else and then I begin to find it and we land I'm like that way it's always amazing <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> okay now I'm gonna add this hotel to my list and my husband is going to be pissed that you guys told me about this hotel I'm sure yes yes is. it is it's it's otherworldly is it near
1: Times Square yeah it is actually near Times Square it is but not too near but not too near Because you don't want to be too near Times Square. So she finds the hotels and I find the restaurants. Yes, we're a great match. And I find hotels with great restaurants because sometimes Mm -hmm. you don't feel like leaving the
0: hotel. So you need need
1: to have both. And then we get people that we're meeting in New York to come
0: to us. us. Ah, nice. Yes. Okay, this is great advice. I'm going to take notes after. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you (laughs) always find
1: a good hotel with good restaurants because it is a twofer.
0: Got it. Okay. Second, maybe you already answered this. Favorite place to travel.
1: Well for work LA and New York. We yeah. love LA and New York. Mm-hmm. And the UK for personal, well we don't do that unless we're with each other, but it's a place in Florida that I will not mention because it is we also we travel on vacation together. It is a secret destination that if it got out it would be ruined. So I keep it I hold it close to
2: my heart. But if you could transport me and all of us somewhere tomorrow, I might go, go to Greece.
1: Really? To Greece? I love Greece with your kids.
2: I mean, I would have this like mansion on the like on the on just on like the edge. You'd be there too. Yeah, she's like I, I I've been
0: a it couple it. times, but I just love it. Nice. I've never been there, so good. Okay, you guys can have separate answers for this one. Okay, so if you could have a private dinner with anyone where you can ask them anything and they will answer, who would it be? Right now, J
1: Lo and A I saw your stories <laughs> about
0: that this morning. I was like, oh, she's heartbroken.
1: I want to know what's going on. I'd like to have dinner with them and I'd like to find out exactly what went on. And then I'm um, Prince Harry and Megan. I'd like to sit down and have, and have the conversation. And then William and Kate, I'd like, you know, just gossip. I'd like to sit and, cause if you can ask anything, I would like to know. Let's, let's, let's sit down. I mean, Oprah kind of did that for us, but maybe William and Kate, then we should sit with them and have the conversation. But J-Lo and A Rod, cause we're not partnering with them. We're asking questions. Who are you doing? You're just with me asking all the questions.
0: Yeah. I'll go where you go. <laughs> she'll take the notes. You ask the questions. She'll take the notes.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So A-Rod, are you a sex addict? Let's get to it. That's mm. what. That's a speculation. Oh. Yeah. Oh, for sure yes. Well, let's look that. We can ask anything. So let's go and ask all Were they
0: questions. engaged? Yes. Ah. Yeah, we they pushed on their wedding. They were engaged. It's like she's had so many relationships and you're always just like, okay, now's the one. Like, this is great. And... That was the one. They were a power we couple. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Last one. Celebrity hall pass. Do you know what that means? Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah.
1: I don't know if I have. I I, I don't covet. Celebrity you didn't give me a childhood
0: it. crush. So you're giving okay, me a okay. hall pass.
1: Actually, they're actually characters, not the actor. Does that make sure. sense? Sure.
0: Okay. She'll give you that.
1: Like I loved Harvey Specter from Suits. Okay. I loved the cowboy G-
0: Gwyneth Paltrow's... Country Strong. Country Strong. I'm mean, going to have to Google these people after this because I don't know who these people are, but... <laughs> They're just characters. They're just good, good characters. Is she do you, Would you sleep with The Rock still or is the that rock? Over? I probably
2: do. I'd still probably sleep with Michael Strahan too. Ma- really? Yeah. After all that you know about him. I know.
1: But other than that... Uh... It really depends on the week for us. We find crushes and then we get over them. I mean, we we have a late night live show where we have like guests that come in and a lot of them are men. Like we have men that come in. Usually they're not always crushes that we find online and then there's been some that they have gotten over them very fast yeah that have gotten over fa- very fast but there's some that's a problem of wow you're i like you too we've, we've yeah. there's one we we both liked a lot but i can't remember who that was oh we should have him do you remember that we were like wanting to fight over him oh wasn't it dusty so
0: where do you find these people
1: she's got lots of time on her hands in the bed
2: <laughs> and then our team reaches out oh to my them. god this is and so all, funny they, They all say yes. They all say yes. They don't even know what they're saying yes to when they come. And then everybody knows that we have
1: a crush on them. And then they come and it's awkward. I liked a stripper for a while in Australia. We'll get back to him. Yeah, he's just a good time. I I don't want to sleep with him. I would just like to... he, He has no worries ever. Actually, there's a lot of strippers I like that have no worries and not sexually just like, they're my favorite people. I don't know. They have the most, the best energy in life and they make me happy because
0: they're so happy. Do you ever find people on Instagram and you're like, "Oh, this guy's awesome," and then they come on the show and you're like, eh. "Yes,
2: yeah, um, for sure." Yes, we actually. Cat decided to <laughs> cancel his. uh He as he was talking, he was so bad. Boom, oh. gone. Out. <laughs> I had had a lot of
1: cocktails. It, in hindsight, it was very mean, but he was boring. He was just like killing the vibe of the whole show. And I was a little bit, I had too many drinks and I was naughty and Mm -hmm. I couldn't help myself. And hindsight, I can't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not allowed access to the buttons anymore. (laughs) (laughs) They pulled the buttons for me. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, They're like,
2: you are not allowed (laughs) to
1: touch the buttons. And I'm
2: like, dang. And I was like, bang. Kat got controlled from the team. She's like, was it bad? I go, I would never judge you. I love (laughs) that. That's hilarious. And the team was like, girl. Come on, let's go. Come on, girls. We got in trouble. We're the bosses,
1: but we got in trouble. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, that. it's still a moment that everybody remembers. Like, it's yeah. still a talked about moment in the cat and world <laughs> of, you know, they're like, is he going to get, is he going to get X name? Yeah. 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 It's like, you never know Uh-oh. what I'm going to do. You better be good.
0: <laughs> it's like a game show where they have to like... <laughs> <laughs> like when Ellen pushes the button and yeah. they fall. You
1: know what? It's just like Ellen. It is yeah. literally just like Ellen. I like it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, do you guys have any idea when you will be going back on tour or September? Yeah. We're
2: out of here. I don't know. We're just leaving. I, I think it's April 26th that we are announcing a whole bunch of dates in the States in September and October. And then the beginning of December is all of
1: Canada, like a lot of Canada. And then we're also like, so, okay, fun fact January,
2: February, we're yeah.
1: allowed to leave Canada just you're not allowed back in Canada very easily. So we'll so go we'll forever. be gone. We'll be leaving Canada. It's just when are we back? Like when is Canada going to be allowed to do what they do? This is not looking great in Canada. Well my hair I cut my hair on Instagram yesterday. So my
2: hairdresser just just texted, he goes, I had to personally text you to let you know that I'm doing well after your DIY haircut. <laughs> it was funny, but I almost died. I'm trimming your hair next time I see you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm doing okay over here, uh, he says. That's funny. I saw that and I was like, oh, is long hair not in anymore? Should I not be growing my hair out? Oh. <laughs> no, it's
2: so funny. And then and then as soon as I cut it, I see like Gronkowski's girlfriend, whatever her name is, and then Daphne Oz, and they have this long, luscious hair. And I'm like, I don't think it's that. <laughs> <laughs> oh well it looks good full disclosure these are all extensions so it's not it wasn't like I was actually cutting my own hair
0: I think it's nice like the blunt like I like that I think that's in yeah they're like straight across
1: with no texture yeah Yeah. it's in like
0: zero layers just like I like it all right so to end I thought you guys could tell us about any projects that you're working on are you guys gonna write a second book what will it be about and also I saw that you guys have a box coming out like that is mm, so cool. We do. So, yes, tell us all about this. Okay, so we're launching a box
2: right around Mother's Day. It will also be attached to our Late Night Live in May. It is a few of our products that we loved and we wanted women to be able to have things they wouldn't buy for themselves or know where to get. Yeah. So we wanted to just have this box that is absolutely just for you because moms never do that for themselves. And they have to share their box everywhere, you know? <laughs> <Everything is shared. laughs> we are writing a second book, but that is, um, you know, it's... I, Just like the pandemic, it's
1: looking like 2022 or 23. Who knows at this point? It's just who knows because this has really taken a toll on on everything. Yeah, we have rebranded one of our our
2: favorite products ever, which is the Common Parent, which is a subscription-based group, support group
1: for moms. Every mom needs it in their life. It's Um, really ironic. I saw a post today of someone who was saying how tweens have been the hardest. They have, she has a teenager, younger in tweens, and the tweens have almost broke her. And it's really what inspired us to start this group because the minute you realize you need support, it's almost too late because a train has left the station. So it's a subscription based group where we have experts and we have people who come in and teach you quick hit tools because... There's seven thousand books that would be amazing to help you, but you can't get through seven thousand books as a mom. You just need like tiny hits. So we bring in live speakers, we bring in books that have been recapped into short, short things. We give you like fill your toolbox on Monday. So these are the five things you can do to communicate better. These are the five things you can do conversation starters. These are the things that you can do to get them to listen to you better. So all of these things we do all
2: of the topics that are really, really important for raising children who are not babies and toddlers. So we just rebrand it the common parent you can go to instagram and we'll link to the website it's just it's an absolute necessity in our lives and we think most parents again we will be going back on tour we're everywhere we got a cooking show on youtube cat and that youtube comes out once a week their recipes are easy to, to cook and they don't make a mess and everybody
0: loves them how many people do you have on your team i'm just wondering i don't even know any well we have different levels because we have
1: lawyers and then we have agents at WWE and we have, have the managers immediate team that's about like seven well now there's them there's lots, like a lot. immediate like just oh, yeah. on
2: that team and then there's everybody everywhere else. And then there's like people who it's a machine
1: <laughs> that rolls around us okay
0: all right I was just curious because I started doing this I finished my PhD before quarantine last year and It was like, woohoo, finish school. And then two days later, it was like, you're stuck at home with your toddler. Like, So you're a doctor too? Psychology. Wow. What are you going to do when you grow up? I started social media in quarantine because I had nothing else to do. I was at home with Milo and then I started the podcast and everything's just snowballing. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep doing this. And yeah. You know what? It's a form of therapy. Oprah never had a therapist because she just talked to people. She had
1: Gail. So... You know what? You are actually practicing therapy right now.
0: People are always like, you're not going to use your PhD. I was like, I am. Like, I'm using it right now. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Unconventionally. All right. Well, it was such a pleasure to talk to you guys. So happy to meet you virtually. Maybe when COVID is over, we can meet in person at some kind of like event. Remember when people had events? (laughs) Yeah. I love those. I love events. I love. I just want to get dressed up and go somewhere like frig me too yeah.
1: not used to wear jeans for a hot second but that ended quickly <laughs> maybe next <example> <laughs> thanks for having us now we gotta go look at what those to feed those seven children Ugh.
0: yes good luck bye guys bye